Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhardt. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is still September 21st, 2022, and I am back on the air because I was able to recover my interview with my friend Kara from Cavo Creative. So we're going to have that here in just a moment. I do want to remind you to stick around until the very end of the episode so that you can get your writer's prompt to join in our writer's prompt challenge. If you write a story and submit it, it could be read on air, which we're going to start doing in two weeks from now, because this interview with Kara is going to be split between this week and next week. And then the following week, we're going to start reading some of the entries for the writer's prompt challenge. You could win $25 cash prize by simply entering a two-page short story based on one of the prompts provided on our website. And I'm going to tell you, there are not a lot of entries right now. So your odds of winning $25 is very good. And who couldn't use a little bit more money, right? So get your entries in, and we're going to start reading them in two weeks. But for now, let's hear from my friend Kara from Cavo Creative. Okay, now typically with everything, I always start out asking my guests how we know each other. And the point for that isn't to show off, you know, how great my friends are, <laughs> although they are, you're great. <laughs> but I want people to understand where they can go to meet people like you and my other friends who have been on the podcast and start networking with people who have this information. So can you tell everybody how we met? Uh, well, it was a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly when, uh, but we met in a entrepreneurial workshop, I believe it was. We just kind of clicked together with a group of other people and really just got close and, and talking about our thing, you know, what we were doing and how we could better do that together, but also as individuals, if that makes any sense yeah. whatsoever. Because it was um, female entrepreneurs, and we all just needed support with getting our butts in gear and getting things done. <laughs> Everybody exactly. had like such different businesses. You know, you were selling your soap, I was writing my books, there was another woman who was doing massage therapy, another one who was doing weight loss things. And I mean, so we really didn't cross over in our target markets, but the underlying things that we had to do to reach our markets was what we were able to support each other on. Absolutely. I have found that social media, mostly Facebook, honestly, is where I have managed to meet a wonderful group of women over time, although they might not all know each other. But I, what I have found really interesting is that I might meet somebody tomorrow and then six months down the road, they'll meet somebody else that I've already met. And yeah. so you kind of end up in this wider network of people. And it's great because very few are in the exact same business. Yeah. So you really get this wealth of knowledge based on what other business owners have experienced or done or gone through. But it's so open that you never feel like this competitive edge, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, or, or if they have an idea or something worked for them and you do it, you don't feel like you're stealing from them because you're in completely different industries. Well, like the, the things that you were doing with a lot of your stop motion videos, I thought that would be so cool to do with my books. Now, if I do that, 
I'm not stealing any of your customers who are going to be buying your soaps, <laughs> but I can exactly. apply what That's you are doing saying. to my business. <laughs> the first business that you started was your Wise Oak Soapery. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my goodness. It's, it's such a long story. So I'm going to try to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> I started making soap because my son had horrible eczema as an infant and long road going to doctors, trying steroid creams and all of that. They were helping, but not getting to the root of the cause. And after a lot of trial and error, we figured out that my son had reactions basically to chemicals that were being used in commercial soaps and body washes that you'd go to the store and buy. Yeah. Um, so I started hand making them for him. And after, you know, friends and family, they would see a a big improvement in his skin. They were like, you should sell this stuff. And so that's pretty much, that's the short version of how Wise Oak was born to try to help those that have chemical sensitivities. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those people. Basically take care of themselves without it causing other problems. So now how did you go from making your all natural soaps to Cavo Creative? Well, (laughs) I know that's quite a jump, isn't it? It's like going from making soap to starting this whole new thing. And it actually created a lot of confusion when I kind of made a quick announcement. They were like, where's Wise Oak going? I'm like, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But what I learned from Wise Oak, when I started creating content for my business, because I have ADD and I have stress and I have, who doesn't have stress though? Yeah. You know, I have anxiety and I have some other things that I have to deal with, you know, fibromyalgia. I found myself kind of all over the place and trying to figure out how I can get my message out to people so that they would know that I had soap available, you know, to purchase and get my message out. Because honestly, selling soap to people is difficult. <laughs> when, you know, why would they want to pay more for the bar of soap when they can go to the store? So trying to fill that gap in and show people how it can help them. I had to get creative in the sense that pictures and text just weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I started making videos to show my products, to show the process, to show that they are handmade, Mm -hmm. uh, to show my son's testimonial. And as I did that, my engagement would go up because people were actually paying attention to the videos. And this was actually before like we had short form, you know, like reels and TikTok and all that. So it was more long form, but it was all on social media like Facebook. I wasn't putting it on YouTube, but they would ask questions and that gave me opportunity to answer questions that I might not have known that they had. But aside from that, the Cavo creative part was really born when I was getting questions from other business owners. They're like, how do you do that? I love your videos. How do you do that? How can I do that? And then I thought, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that can really benefit from using video in their business, but they have no idea where to start. Yeah, They think it's too expensive. They think it's complicated, time-consuming, or they're just self-conscious, don't want to get on camera. And I can tell you right now, I am introverted, very introverted. There's no way I could ever be like a stage actor. <laughs> um, I have trouble getting up in front of crowds. And that's another thing with video is that 
you're presenting it to a lot of people, but you're not doing it in front of a lot of people, if right. that makes any sense whatsoever. It does. When I'm making video, I'm just looking at myself yeah. <laughs> in the phone, and I'm fine with that, you know? And then once I post it, I don't usually go back and rewatch. Because, like, once it's done, it's editing, edited, it's posted, I let it go. And for me, that works because once I start getting questions or feedback or people liking, you know, the interaction, then I'm like, yeah, that was good. You know, even if it was mediocre. So you're finding that with your videos, you're actually connecting to your target market a lot better. Oh, absolutely. I can post a picture and some text and get like a few likes, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe a question. That'd be about it. But if I post a video, even if nobody says anything, the engagement goes up. And I've noticed it's not just likes. Then we're starting to get the hearts and the laughy faces, you know, that kind of thing. And then it entices people, too, to share their experience or share something that that made them think of. And I think a lot of it is because, you know, as human beings, we're wired for connection. We're wired to interact very much by language, but not just typed language, you know, or text. Mm -hmm. We're wired to talk. And I know I'm getting a little scientific, but that's a lot of the reason that video captures people's attention. And, you know, if you want to get real primitive, (laughs) like any other creature on the planet, we're, we're wired to catch things that move. Yeah. So if you're scrolling and you see text in a picture, unless that picture or a single word jumps out at you as you're scrolling, you can forget it. Yeah. It's just going to go right past your audience and they're not even going to see it. I tell you what, my favorite videos that you do is whenever you show you cutting the soaps. I don't know what it is about that, but watching you <laughs> cut them is so relaxing. It's it's crazy. It is. It's funny you bring that up because I've heard that from a lot of people. They're like, I love your soap cutting videos. I could sit and watch them all day. Yeah, it's weird. From a maker's perspective, I'm like, really? (laughs) Also, from my perspective, I find it therapeutic. It is relaxing to actually cut the soap, but it's not something you would think people would enjoy watching. Yeah. Because of that feedback, as you do videos, you don't always know what to do. You're just kind of okay, I'm going to show part of my process. Mm -hmm. And from that, you learn what people like to see. So, of course, now cutting soap is one of the main highlights (laughs) of any video that I might show. Like if what I'm creating video, Mm -hmm. uh, a video library, I always make sure to include that because I know that's something that people are always going to enjoy. Yeah. Whenever you go in and you start teaching, because you're actually teaching people in a class on your website, right? For the, the Kava Creative? Uh, I'm working towards that. That's my ultimate goal is to have like a master class, monthly membership for mm-hmm. people to come and learn together because I've noticed basically prepackaged courses, as helpful as they are, I'm not downing them at all. People are usually left with questions. What I have found in my business journey and talking to other business owners is that you're constantly told what to do. You're constantly told maybe how to do it, Mm -hmm. but you're not really taught how to redirect that for your particular business. So, you know, somebody who is doing um, coaching of some sort is going to have a very different need than somebody like me who makes soap and wants to market my soap. 
But even though they're two very different businesses and they're going to have two very different types of content within that, you have things that are the same, meaning just because I'm making video of soap and somebody else who's a coach might be making videos of themselves, Mm -hmm. you still have to have the proper lighting. You still need a camera source. You still need to know how to use that and then apply it to your business. Yeah. So that's what I'm currently working towards. And I say working towards because I'm developing it currently. And my hope is to actually launch it in January. Oh, great. Yeah, that's one thing I've been trying to do a little bit more of lately. I've, well, my husband (laughs) has invested in some products for me to use. But we've bought backdrops for videos. And we've got lighting. And he just bought me this really great It's a phone stand, but it has motion tracking. So if I need to move around while I'm making a video, it will follow me. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of those. I think they're wonderful. And that's actually one thing that I'm I'm very excited uh, to include in my program because I I know a lot of people would benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And to niche it down a little bit further just so that people know, this is not for a camera crew. Okay, this is for the person that is truly a solopreneur. You don't have models. You don't have people that can hold a camera for you. Mm -hmm. And I bring this up because you mentioned the tracking ball. Yeah. That's one of the things when I found it last year, I was like super excited because I never had a cameraman. And that's really what this is going to, I don't want to say focus on, but that's who I'm talking to is business owners who are truly by themselves. Because it can be challenging to create good, eye-catching videos without a little bit of extra help. Yeah. And the tracking ball is one of those uh, tools that can... And what's wonderful, too, is they don't cost a lot. You know, they're not like hundreds of dollars. Oh, no. Pedro just bought two of these. You know, he got him one and me one. And yeah. it was it was like, I think, 40 euros or something like that. I think I paid like 50 for mine. I don't know what the exchange rate is, but I, I think I paid around that for mine. And mine's pink. <laughs> oh, well, that's even better. I love pink. That's my favorite color. <laughs> yeah, he buys me everything in pink. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to go ahead and end the interview here today. And we're going to have the finale of the interview next week. So be sure to come back next Wednesday for the rest of the interview with Kara from Kava Creative. And people are probably wondering why I'm doing an interview with somebody who teaches video production for a book podcast. Well, as an indie author, I do all of my own marketing, and many other indie authors have to do all of their marketing. This is information that we can use to promote ourselves and our products, which a lot of our product is us. So I hope my other indie author friends are going to check out Cavo Creative because the information that she has is really, really useful. And the way that she delivers it is so easy to understand. So check her out. And now it's time for the Writer's Prompt Challenge Prompt. So here we go. Our prompt for September 21st. You fall into a deep sleep and begin to dream almost immediately. But something is different this time. You know you're dreaming, and you find you can do anything you want in this dreamscape. So take that idea and run with it and give us your 
best imaginative two-page story and send it in to BurkhartBooks.com. You can find all of the information for this in the description of this podcast on any of your podcast providers that you're listening on. And now it's that time again. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sorry about all the technical issues, but hopefully we're going to have smooth sailing from here on out. And don't forget, as always, go forth and be happy. Thank you.